It's your boy Robert Fleming Jr. here, and you're listening to the 3D Life Podcast. do family welcome back to the 3d life podcast it's my hope that this week has been great for you and i hope that uh life is just good right now i understand that we are in 2021 um, but some of us are having some carryover from 2020 if we be honest some people are already saying you know what let's just chalk this year up as a lost already we'll try again in 2022 but I want to encourage you to continue to press through, continue to be strong. And I believe that this year is going to get better. We understand that a lot of things are going on right now. A lot of changes, transitions. We have a new president and the COVID-19 vaccine is something that's getting up and going. And so uh, keep your spirits high, keep your spirits high and uh, keep your prayers rolling out. Um, so I'm really glad that you chose to, to listen to this episode. I believe that it's going to be really informative. Um, this, this conversation that I had with one of my brothers, I think is one that is, is pertinent to the moment. Um, we understand that we are getting ready to step into a, uh, <laughs> some people call it their blessing season, get ready to step into a new season. And that season is, is not due season. It's tax season. We're getting ready to step into tax season. And we understand that this year, it may look a little bit different. So I thought, you know, just for personal development and also uh, for the development of uh, my listening audience, that it would be beneficial to bring in somebody who is a tax professional to talk about money. Talk about money. Uh, you know, how, how can we get tax breaks? How can we get um, put in a different tax bracket. How should we file our taxes? Which one is the most beneficial? The whole nine yards. This is information that I believe in a lot of our communities is often overlooked and, and, and not um, emphasized. I believe it's underemphasized. And so uh, one thing that I want to be very intentional about doing in, uh, in using this platform is to not only let it be a source of inspiration, but also a source of education. I believe that transformation starts um, not only with in- information, um, inspiration, but also with education. I believe the more that you know, the more power you have to change your life and also to change the life of people who are around you. So if you would sit back and relax, um, you're listening to the 3D Life podcast. Share this with somebody. Share it with somebody. And you're about to listen into a conversation that I had with the CEO and the founder of taxmates, Derek Jones. All right, super excited about our conversation today. I believe that the conversation we have today is one that is super important. I think that it's informative, but it's also a topic that a lot of people kind of get uncomfortable talking about, and that is money. We know that we are entering now into what many people refer to as tax season. And so I believe that it will be beneficial not only to me, but to our audience to bring somebody in who is an expert in this area and also somebody who can articulate and provide some insights and some best practices for us as we get ready to step into this season. One thing I want to be really intentional about on this podcast is to amplify black voices. And so I'm speaking to a black entrepreneur. He is a young, passionate person who is aspiring to not only just start his business, but give back to his local community. And so I want to just introduce to the 3D Life podcast, my friend and brother, Mr. Soon-to-be Dr. Derek Jones. How you doing today, brother? Doing fine. Thank you so much for having me today. Most certainly. I, mean, I believe this conversation today is going to be great. One that um, I'm really, really excited about. And hopefully you all um, kind of buckle up your seatbelt a little bit as we kind of dive into some of this information. 
But just to uh, just to open it up, man, just kind of tell me about yourself, your hometown education and uh, occupation. Nice. Okay. Uh, my name is Derek Jones. I am from a small town actually called Midnight, Mississippi, but it's right outside of Belzoni. Nobody probably ever heard of it. Um, I'm currently getting my PhD in mathematics at Mississippi State. Uh, I went to Mississippi Valley for my undergraduate in mathematics. And I also have a master's in mathematics at, um, at Mississippi State as well. So I'm pretty much um, burned out from mathematics right now. So I'm just happy to get uh, get done with it. Most certainly, man. Growing up, believe it or not, math was one of my favorite subjects. But I often tell people that uh, once I got into my senior year, I took AP Calculus. And once I got to Calculus, everything kind of started going downhill for me from there. But, uh, you know, everything up to that point, I really, really loved it. So I admire people who have the mental dexterity to, to stick to a, a field and a program like this. So, man, super proud of you also of your accomplishments when it comes to your PhD that you'll be wrapping up soon. Um, but before we hop into some, some deeper questions, man, let me just ask your general thoughts about the state of our nation and what you've been doing during this time to best adjust in regards to, you know, we're still in a global pandemic right now. And then also, I know that over the last year, there's been a lot of racial tension and stuff as well. So, man, I just want to hear your thoughts about some of that. Yes. So my thoughts on the pandemic is um, I think it's a mess overall. I think people um, people need to listen and not be um, self-centered in this situation uh, because a lot of people are dying out here, uh, especially the older population. The, that's the wisdom, the wisdom in the nation. So um, we need to the younger people need to be careful you know, about going into older people houses and things like that. But but overall, just just to listen and be mindful of uh, of others in, in general, because you may not get sick, but your your mother or grandmother may get sick and it could take a possible worse effect on them. So the overall state that I feel about this situation is people people need to listen and understand and try to work together to get uh, the pandemic under control. I believe that the pandemic could have been the pandemic uh, result or state that is in now could have been avoided if we would have listened when it first came out last February or March, if we would have been on lockdown and did exactly what um, the government asked, it could have been over by the summer pretty much. I'm a professor and he has a, a, uh, a statement that he often says and that is that an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. And so I believe that that is what the heart of what you're saying is, is that, you know, I believe if we work together to prevent, then it won't have to be so much cure um, on the backside. So uh, exactly. I want to encourage and just take this moment to tell everybody that's listening, please continue to be safe. Please continue to wash your hands and to be mindful and considerate of, of other people who have been affected by this virus. And so, um, I think that's a good segue just into into our conversation um, today, which is which is talking about money. A lot of people have been financially impacted over the last year. Um, some people have have been able to financially come up because of the stimulus packages. But at the same time, some people have really suffered because people have lost jobs. People have been furloughed. People um, have really been going through financial hardships over the last year. And so I think that this topic about money is something that doesn't only need to be talked about in general, but I do think that it needs to be talked about specifically in regards to believers. And um, I think that one of the places we really shy away from this topic in is in our churches and whatnot, because, I mean, money is a, is a topic that makes people uncomfortable. And so. Um, with that being said, as I said before, we're entering into tax season and um, I know a lot of people may have some reservations or either or even may have questions about how to best handle this season, which is why I asked you to come in and just kind of uh, provide us with some insight on how to best handle that. Um, and so for those of for those who are listening and don't know, Derek and his wife started a business, which is, I think, phenomenal. And the business is named Taxmates. And so I want to uh, just kind of hear about your story with getting that business started. So uh, what prompted you to start your business and um, when and how did you all do it? And what has been your experience? Uh, great question. Uh, so I would basically 
detail exactly how we decided to, to do this. So one of the things that we uh, we do as a married couple, uh, every year, the first of the year, maybe a day before, maybe a day after, we uh, set aside a time to just have a one-on-one -on -one with each other and build a family plan for the year. So our, our family plan details, uh, our vision uh, is faith, family, and festivities. So faith is getting closer to the closer to God individually and as a couple and as a family overall. So the next one is family, getting closer to our family, uh, having that relationship with each, each other and also our family. So make sure our, we call our family, make sure that we, we stay in touch because you know during the pandemic, a lot of depression and things like that are going on. So we just wanted to be sure that we contact our folks to make sure they're good, make sure we're good because we're here at, at home all the time. It can be depressing for us as well. So we wanted to make sure that we make sure we keep family in our in our mind. And the last one is festivities. Uh, make sure we, we have fun with each other, go on dates and things like that, and then just enjoy life in general. So um, like I said, every year we do this. So one of the things that we had last year on our uh, to-do list or our family plan was to start a business. So we're looking at many different things. Uh, what can we start and what will be actually useful and what we would we can enjoy doing. So we thought of things like maybe franchising a restaurant or doing something like that. But one of the things were taxes. Uh, I'm good in math and taxes. Uh, you can help people with their finances and taxes, help people to understand the tax laws and how to um, save money during tax season. And also tax season has a very low, I mean, taxes has a very low startup to get into. So you can take a tax course, uh, get certified, get certified with the IRS and go forward from there. And overall, our experience has been uh, really good. It's just a ramping up. Um, tax season actually starts February 12th for e-filing. So we've been getting a few customers coming, coming in and things like that. But overall, it's a, it has been amazing. And I would like to talk about being in business with your wife. Uh, it's nothing like it. Uh, when she's off work, um, she's here beside me all day. We're working together, communicate. And it, it just helps to build that bond with each other because you don't know how the day may go, um, what things may go wrong. And we're just learning to communicate and uh, mold and mesh together uh, within our business. That's phenomenal, man. I know a lot of people when it comes to starting a business, they have reservations, they, you know, they're afraid, they don't really know what steps to take. But I think that um, last year really gave us an opportunity to take a step back and, 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 and look at our passions, explore what we're good at. And I believe that a lot of people found that that courage that they needed to step out on faith and start their business. And so if anybody's listening to this podcast and, and you have a business brewing on the inside of you, just let me just sow a seed of encouragement to you to let you know that you can do whatever you set your mind to. And one thing that you said that I feel like was extremely important, you said that you all sat down and constructed a plan. And there's a common saying, and I love quotes, but there's a common saying that says, um, it's not so much that we plan to fail, but we fail to plan. Yes. And so I think that just points to um, the importance of sitting down and really being intentional about um, our plan and our life and what we want to do. And I believe the same thing goes, as you said before, you know, with our finances and with our money, you know, with our family uh, festivities, everything else, that planning is extremely important. And without a plan, then you're setting yourself up to fail. So I appreciate yes. you walking us through um, how you all got started and, and how that experience has been for you all. You said something, too, that I want to reiterate. You said that e-filing for taxes opens up um, February the 12th. Yes. So um, I feel like that's extremely important to know. And just uh, when is it close? Because I, I don't know. Uh, right now it's April 15th, but we know last year that they extended into July 15th. So we could have an, an issue uh, where they actually extended because everything is behind right now. So this year we have we have the stimulus uh, recovery rebate and other stimulus checks and the tax laws are constantly changing because we have a new uh presidential administration in office and they're proposing new bills and new legislation. So tax the tax laws and tax uh, situations change each and every day. So you have to be uh, uh, 
abreast on these type of issues. So uh, usually the e-filing usually starts around the last week in January, but due to the pandemic and everything that's going on, they had to push it back a little bit. So I expect that the um, they have to push it back a little bit until February 12th. Therefore, I expect the uh, the due date or the last day for tax filing taxes will be uh, extended as well. You said something that I think was um, a great point as well is, is because of the pandemic. As I said before, not unless you've been living under a rock, you understand the whole world has been situated in this place. And one thing that I think is important to note is, is how to be flexible. And I think that uh, this pandemic has made us, you know, maybe even flexible to the point where it's uncomfortable because nothing's really in stone right now. And so, um, yeah, you said, you know, it, it may be pushed back. And so <laughs> encouraging those who are listening, definitely stay flexible during this time. Um, so, Derek, thank you so much for sharing that. I, I, I kind of want to move into something that I feel like is going to be um, beneficial um, to those who are listening. And, and that question is, what are some common mistakes or misconceptions that you've noticed in regards to people's knowledge of tax preparation and tax filing? Yes, uh, some of the misconceptions that I've I've noticed is uh, everyone expects a refund back, and uh, everybody things like that. So I would say uh, it's based on your filing status. It's based on a lot of different things, but the most important thing you need to worry about when you're working with taxes is that W-4 form, especially if you are a, w, uh, a W-2 employee or just employee working at a business. The W-4 form may be the most important thing. So for example, once you get hired onto a new job, uh, they're gonna send you to HR and they're gonna give you this W-4 form and you need to fill that thing out co- uh, as correctly as you know how to fill it out or consult a tax repair. Because if you don't fill that form out, you maybe you'll get taxed too little and owe a huge amount of money at the end of tax season, or you may be uh, given, getting a large refund. I always like to say a refund is just a tax, uh, an interest-free loan that you're giving the government for those 12 months out of the year, and they're just gonna give it back to you without interest at the end of the year. So I always tell a person to try to minimize their tax liability as much as possible and keep as much money in their pockets um, throughout the year, as opposed to getting this large lump sum of, um, of cash at the end of the year. I know everybody uh, that I talk to when it comes to the tax season, they're like, look, this is blessing time. <laughs> and, and I think you said something that was uh, really important, and, and that is making sure that enough is being taken out. Now, I'm going to yes. be completely honest. Um, every job I've ever worked at, knowing how to fill out that form for taxes has been something that nobody at the job really has any concrete information or knowledge about how to do. But you said that you can contact a, ta- a tax preparer to get information yes. on how to do that. See, I didn't I didn't know that that was even a possibility. Yes, uh, most definitely. So um, actually, the people in HR cannot tell you how to fill it out because they're not uh, certified uh, tax professionals. So if they tell you something and um, they, they tell you something wrong and you end up having to pay or something like that, you could probably actually sue those people. So that's why they always tell you to consult a tax preparer or a CPA in order to fill this form out. Um, and most people don't know that you can actually just uh, talk to a tax preparer. The form is actually straightforward and simple to fill out. But some of those tax jargons, people may not know about. So if you consult a tax preparer and they can uh, add, show you exactly how to fill it out so you can have the correct amount of money taken out of your uh, out of your checks each month, uh, each uh, week, uh, so you can minimize uh, your tax liability or uh, minimize how much you get back in a, in a refund. Man, that's that's huge. I, and, and this is information. I hate to say it, but a lot of people don't know it. And, and because of that lack of knowledge, I mean, the Bible even says that my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And sometimes just simply not knowing what to do can cause, you know, your family or maybe, you know, you personally to be put in a position that is, you know, compromising. And so um, I want to uh, ask this next question. Um, and, and you've kind of already hit on it as well. But that is, why, why is it important 
to file taxes. Some people try to get out of doing it, you know, tax evasion and all this other stuff. So um, why why is it important to, to file taxes? Yes, I can answer that question in, in, in twofold. So if you think about taxes uh, in general, it helps the uh, country keep moving. So for example, um, if you're paying taxes uh, state or local, those taxes directly go into for example, building roads or rebuilding your schools or the economy in that community uh, overall. Um, as of, uh, So I would like to add about the tax evasion and the tax um, avoidance. You should try to avoid evading taxes if all possible, because there are serious um, penalties that comes with it. You could be charged a major amount of interest if you don't file your taxes uh, on time. And also, if you try to evade taxes, there could be some um, some federal prison time if you don't uh, file it. So I would say I always stay on top of your taxes because that's one of those money management things in your finances in general. And I always say people should be uh, disciplined in their finances and that comes with a mindset shift. So as you bring it in uh, a cash, you should try to uh, understand the tax laws and how you can minimize uh, being taxed overall. And thank you for just providing some some insight and some light there. Um, I actually have some family members who um, ran, ran into some some issues. I mean, because of taxes, um, I know taxes is something that nobody really wants to pay. And and sometimes, too, if you make a certain amount of money, tax season isn't always you know the best season for you. Um, because the more money you make, um, ideally the way the system is supposed to work um, is the more you're supposed to be taxed. Uh, we know that that's not always the case, which, you know, kind of brings me to uh, a, a, another question that I kind of wanted to, you know, to step into. And and that is, you know, your thoughts around um, around inequality in the tax system, which is something that um, I tell people, you know, when I work with them, um, at the university, you know, they're talking about, you know, making money and wanting to step into, you know, these jobs after college. Sometimes they don't realize that unless you're, um, well, sometimes they don't realize the importance of, of the tax bracket that you're going to be in. Yes. And, and sometimes, you know, if you get caught in that middle, the middle can be extremely uncomfortable. And Absolutely. so can you just kind of, man, just provide your thoughts on that and just, inequality in, in the tax system and actually what you've seen maybe working with some specific clients. Yes. Uh, so people should be, uh, should get to know their tax bracket in general. So right now, my wife and I, we're sitting in a 22% tax bracket. Well, first of all, I'd like to back up a little bit. If you are a W-2 employee, you're going to be getting taxed the most. Okay. The uh, tax laws are set up for business owners and wealthy people. Um, if you know anything about wealthy people, they usually don't have W-2s. They have their uh, their money in other assets, stocks, bonds, and uh, real estate and things like that. And the beautiful thing about uh, these other assets is you get to write off uh, tax deductions and other benefits uh, that comes with it. So I'm sure you're going to ask me some more questions later so I can break down uh, how businesses um, get away with paying little to no taxes. For example, President Trump, uh, last year they were talking about he only paid $750 in taxes. Uh, to regular people who don't understand the tax codes, that may be that may sound, sound crazy, but if you uh, take a look at the uh, assets and things that he owned and to break down how they are deducted and depreciated, you will understand how he was managed to pay so little in taxes yet make so much uh, back and, uh, and money like that. Man, since you're there, man, I, I would love to dive deeper into that because that's something I think just the general public has a hard time grappling with is how those who have so much get taxed so little yes. and, and, and how those, and I often tell people, I don't know how true it is. Um, I can just go off my personal experience. I really feel like the middle class is the class that is, that is holding up this country because yes. we are taxed, you know, in a crazy way. Yes, 22, so, 24%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man, it's, it, it's wild. And, and it's crazy, you know, for those who are um, considered middle class, it's like, man, the taxes <laughs> yes. come out of nowhere. And so 
uh, man, just kind of want to dive a little bit more into that uh, when it comes to regular everyday individuals. How do tax write-offs work? And can everyday individuals get some of those tax breaks as well without having millions of dollars in the bank and also millions of dollars worth of assets? Yes, I can break that down. I'm going to draw a parallel between two things. Uh, let's say uh, you you and your wife uh, own, own a business. I'm going to draw two parallels. You and your wife owns a business. And uh, me and my wife, just our regular W-2 employees, both of us make $100,000 a year. One makes $100,000 in the business. The other couple makes $100,000 W-2 employee. The, the W-2 employees will be taxed more. Let me break it down to you. Okay, so let's say the, the couple who are W-2 employees, um, they don't get as many deductions as the business. So the deductions you may get is deduction for medical expenses, uh, deduction for charitable contributions. For example, if you give ties or give something away to charity. Um, and that's pretty much about it. Or if you have high medical bills and things like that. But that's about it. And that comes with this itemized deduction. Oh, also real estate plays a part into it. But however, that's still talking a little bit about having a business. Um, so that $100,000 that you will make as a W-2 employee, that your standard deduction as a married filing uh, joint couple will be $24,800. So your taxable income becomes a little bit, um, a little bit above $75,000, okay? So your taxable income is a little bit above $75,000. That means you're gonna be getting taxed on that money. So let me draw another parallel with the couple who, um, who makes $100,000 in their business, but they're solely um, in, in an LLC. This is the beautiful thing about it. So you remember I stated that they, the, um, each marriage filing joint person get 24-8 in their standard deduction. Okay, so they get that as a couple. Now you have to look at the deductions that comes within the business, which is a beautiful thing. So you can deduct almost anything. So regular business expenses, for example, if you use a computer, your cell phone, if you have a desk, anything like that, that you use for general operation of your uh, business. For example, uh, if um, the person in the business has a car that they use solely for business, they can deduct that. So all of these deductions are coming off of uh, out of their taxable income. So for example, if you had a car and you're a W-2 employee, you can't write that off, right? But you can in an LLC or a business. So taking all of those deductions, they are also subtracted from your taxable income. And the next thing I would like to add is, after all of those deductions and standard deductions taken, the government gives a 20% qualified business income deduction for, uh, for your job. I mean, for your uh, your business. So you have the um, $100,000. First, you're gonna take 20% away from it and qualify business deduction, minus the $24,000 for your standard deduction, minus the expenses that you had for your business that you're deducting. So now you see how the taxable income is becoming much uh, smaller and smaller. Therefore, the person who makes $100,000 in that LLC, they're gonna be taxed significantly less uh, than the person who just has a standard uh, $100,000 coming from uh, a W-2. That's wild, man. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is stuff that I, I think just the general public may or may not have knowledge of. I mean, not unless you're in a family that, you know, that has uh, that has businesses and, and other things going on. This may be stuff that, you know, you don't talk about at the dinner table. And so these are conversations and these are things that go on every, you know, go on every year. And, and, and we see how those who have those W-2s get taxed so heavy and those who, who have businesses may not be taxed quite as heavy, you know. Exactly. Um, I, I definitely see how every year we have so many individuals who who miss out on, on these opportunities because they don't have a business. Are there any, and, and of course I want to put emphasis on legal ways because some people, you know, find ways around the system, but are there any legal ways that people who receive W-2s can, can also um, have some of these tax breaks and some of these tax write-offs as well? Absolutely. So um, 
you could definitely uh, do a couple different things to uh, to get these tax breaks. So even though you're a W-2 employee, you can still be a business owner. Uh, for example, my wife and I who are still W-2 employees. However, we own a business, and also uh, to, we also get those deductions only for the business expenses. However, we can put some of those business expenses, for example, the computer that I'm on right now or my cell phone, they can be now deducted inside the business because I use them for business purposes. Uh, and some of the other benefits, if you're strictly a W-2 employee, there are also other deductions you may qualify for. For example, I can draw another parallel. If you're, um, if you're, let's say, for example, a single mother, uh, sing a single mother with a child or a few children, and another lady who, or who is just single, doesn't have any child, uh, ch uh, children, um, there are certain tax benefits available for a, a single mother or a family in general, where, for example, if you're a single mother or a single father, you can get this, uh, this standard deduction, which is called the head of household uh, standard deduction, which is significantly higher than if you're just uh, single. And it's even higher if you're married filing jointly. However, there are also credits that, are, that will associate with this, this mother who has a child. They can do the earned income credit, the child tax credit, and things like that. And that's why you see people with children get these large, large refunds because the government uh, subsidized and helped out people who, who, are, uh, who have low income and also who have children, so they need that type of supplementation. But if you're single, um, you're gonna be taxed more than likely the most in uh, each instance. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and sometimes I, I would hear of stories, you know, people who have a lot of kids, you know, during tax season. I mean, like they going out and buying cars and all the other stuff. I'm like, man, where y'all getting all this money from? But, um, you know, goes to say that, you know, those who have children, depending on how, you know, you receive your money, whatever, um, tax season is definitely a time where, uh, Lord, this sounds so bad, but, you know, kids pay off. <laughs> You know? <laughs> so uh, I think that that's uh, something, you know, important to keep in mind. Um, I'm grateful, you know, for Zoe because she brings joy and all kind of life to our household. But now we can file her during tax season as well. And I think that that's uh, that's something that is super, super important. And so I appreciate you for for bringing light to that. Now, this is a question that is kind of, uh, I guess, maybe personal to me, but um. But so I, I want to ask, I know other people probably got this question too. What's the difference between between filing um, married and separate and married and jointly? Can, can oh, you kind of break that that's down? That's a great question. There's a great question. So there's two different ones. You're married, married filing separate and married filing jointly. And there are certain tax benefits you get with filing jointly. And there's other benefits that you get with filing separate. I'm going to start off with the separate one first. Okay, so let's say if you're married filing separate, there's a, a lot of benefits that you did not qualify for because you're filing separate. I would like to add that the government treats people who are married filing separate the worst. They don't get many credits at all. Okay, they can't get the earned income credit. They can't get the child tax credit. They can't uh, deduct the student loan uh, deduction, uh, interest deduction and things like that. So they treat those people uh, the worst. And certain people do it for certain benefits. Uh, uh, for example, if one of the spouses uh, owe too much money or if like I, I met a person who actually did it because they were trying to get student loan forgiveness and they can't make over a certain adjusted gross income. So they have to do filing separate every year for like the last five to 10 years. Uh, but the distinct benefits of filing jointly is you're gonna get all of these credits that I just mentioned about fi uh, merit filing uh, separate uh, and you also get that higher standard deduction. So that's the basic difference between the two. However, Mary and Fallon jointly get treat, treated the best. They have all the deductions that comes with it. And it's like a list of 20 different deductions that you will receive if you're doing this uh, Mary Fallon uh, jointly as opposed to uh, Mary Fallon separate. I, pre I appreciate you for breaking that down because I didn't know. Um, yes. Another another question that comes to mind, and right now, y'all, if you listen to the 3D podcast, uh, hopefully this is helping you as much as it's helping me, is um, is this whole idea around being audited. So are there things that people do that increase your chances of being audited? Um, how does auditing work? 
And for some people who don't even know what that is, can you just kind of bring light to what it is and, and, and kind of why it happens and what may increase or decrease the possibility of, of a person being audited? Yes. Uh, so auditing is basically the IRS uh, checking and checking on this specific person if they have any red flags come up. And sometimes you don't really have to have red flags come up. They just do a general audit to make sure that this person uh, actually have the form, actually is the, the real person, the social security number, and all these things are, are accurate, accurate on their uh, tax information. However, I would like to add that the IRS will be ramping up auditing this year because there are a lot of money that went out, you know, for example, the uh, paycheck protection uh, payment that they gave to small businesses, they will be ramping up this year, of course, with the stimulus. So you have the stimulus checks that has been uh, given out, they will be checking to see if these people actually um, file the dependents that they say they had and uh, weren't a dependent themselves. And I also like to add as a small interjection, this might be off, off a tangent a little bit. If you are a college student, if college students are listening and you were a de dependent last year on your parents tax return, and this year you're filing single or if you've gotten married last year, so you're going from a dependent into filing your own taxes, you are now eligible to receive the stimulus payment. So you will get the 1200 plus the $800, okay? That's a little bit of a tangent, but let's go back to, uh, to auditing. So auditing, um, what happens is the IRS, the red flag pops up with the IRS. So what happened is they want to uh, verify uh, certain things on a person's tax return. And this can be, for example, if you are a business and you, for example, you take too much mileage for the year, you know, IRS takes a look at it and it's like, this is, this is weird, I need verification. Or if you made a certain amount of money, but they can't really back it up, like where does the money come from? The IRS will audit, you know, basically come knock on your door to see exactly uh, what, what has been going on. If something uh, to seems a bit shady or they can't really verify what is going on, then you're gonna get the IRS authorities uh, to come over and, and basically um, verify uh, what you say is on your tax return. Man, thanks for breaking that down. And, and, and I was told that because I went from, um, you know, filing as a single man and and then filing as a married man and yes. um and then like you know filing from you know a married man to now being filed I guess filing as a married man with a kid, yes. you know like and like some of those changes can can those be considered like red flags like those major type of life changes um as possibilities to be audited as well. Uh, no, so uh, once you um put put your child's social security number and name, the IRS. Let me go back a little bit. The IRS already know how much exactly how much you owe how much you're supposed to get back but they want you to prepare your taxes so if you mess up they get to keep it that's pretty much how the game goes but they know exactly how much you made because the w-2s from your employer has been already sent to the irs and they will check it to make sure um these numbers add up i know some people make false w-2s I've, I've seen that before you know People make false W-2s, they find somebody who work in HR and make up a fake number and people filing their taxes and the IRS catch, catches this person, they're going to be in jail for, for a long time. So uh, I, I would say don't try that. I think I missed your question a little bit. Can you ask me again? I went off on a tangent a little bit. I'm sorry. No, you, you're good. <laughs> um, the, the question was yeah. like, are, are there anything um, like such as like the change in the way that you're filing your taxes or um, anything like maybe like in... Like, like I said, you know, maybe from going from being single to now being a married man and then from being a married man to now being a father and like fouling kids. Like, do any of those major lifestyle changes and stuff like that have any um, possibility to increase the chances of being audited or, or not? Uh, no, not that not that I know of. They shouldn't audit you because you're adding a child to it. However, I would like to add that there are some people who carry other people's children. So you will get that child to pop up on that social security number to be popping up on different people's tax return every other year. Uh, so you definitely should be mindful to not do that because the IRS will track that pattern and it will be flagged and you have to verify that you actually took care of this child at least six months out of the year and care for that child and you know bought the things that you say you bought for them and things like that. 
Gotcha. Gotcha, man. This is a really, really good conversation. So, uh, man, thank you for sharing for sharing your knowledge. And and so I know you said that, you know, with this year being the pandemic year, people have gotten stimulus checks back. People have gotten this assistance from um, assistance from the government and whatnot. Are there any things in particular that people should be um, really careful about and pay close attention to this year that would be different from any other tax year uh, where, where you'll be filing taxes? Uh, yes. Uh, so I would I will like to uh, interject again about the, the stimulus statement. You should definitely be aware that you should always try to file exactly how much you got for the stimulus. It won't be taxed. That was a credit for this year. And if you uh, if you didn't actually uh, if you got too much, you may have to uh, probably pay that back if you're falsely claiming a few things. So I would say be, be mindful of that. And also I would say uh, be mindful of uh, fraud that, that, may, that may be happening. Uh, the IRS will never call you expecting you to give them your, the social, your social security number or any other personal information over the phone. The mode of communication from the IRS will be through mail. So be sure to not give your personal information out on the web, through email or anything like that. Make sure that it's an official IRS document. It will be sent through mail. And if you're unsure or uh, if you're unsure if, if it's actually the IRS, just call the IRS number. They will be glad to help you to make sure that your tax situation or if you've gotten anything in the mail or through email that is, is verified and legit. Uh, Fridays, high these days because people are out of work and things like that. And they're just trying to make a quick book, maybe to feed their family. I don't know what the case may be, but there, there are a lot of things uh, that that's arising with fraud and things like that. I appreciate you saying that. Um, my wife got a call a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, and I mean, these things happen all the time. Of course, you know, you know telemarketers out here trying to uh, scam people and, and, and trying to get that extra money. And so I um, definitely want to encourage everybody to, to be extremely careful. And, and so thank you for reiterating that um, too, Derek. to uh, just kind of transition the conversation a little bit again just to kind of talk about uh, you know your business and, and and what you all will be doing this year we understand that we're still in a pandemic and so where a lot of people will come in physically and and, and talk to people about their taxes um, how will you all approach in tax season and are there any um, particular services that are unique to you all that, that, that you all plan to to do this season Yes. Uh, so what we offer uh, at TaxMeets is life insurance, uh, financial planning, such as budgeting. If you need to understand how to create a budget, we will do that. We also offer uh, term life insurance, and you can also set up a uh, retirement account. For example, if you're working and you want to set up something for retirement, we also do that on top of tax preparation. Um, so our, our mission is to... Um, to help the families of Mississippi. Uh, as you may or may not know, Mississippi currently ranks 49th in financial literacy. So that means people don't know how to, people don't understand how to manage money. People don't know how to understand uh, finances. And I believe that uh, managing money and understanding finances is a mindset. If you uh, understand the mindset and understand money, you'll be able to, to manage it better. So those are some of the things we try to teach uh, people when we're doing their taxes, teach, uh, under, getting them to understand uh, things about life insurance. Life insurance may be most, uh, one of the most important things you can get uh, you know, for you and for your family. For example, you are a husband, um, you are a husband and you have a, a wife and a child. If you were to depart this earth, there's gonna be a significant shift in the income you, you know, your wife maybe has to continue to pay for the house or, you know, pay for the bills in general. And life insurance is one of those important things that you will need uh, in case you, you know, were to leave this earth, um, that this supplemental income uh, you, uh, you have can be deposited into your wife's account tax-free, okay? So currently my wife and I, I have about a hundred and $80,000 life insurance policy. If I were to die today, she ha she ha she would have that check uh, deposited into her account tax-free. And those are some of the, po uh, the power of life insurance in general. So I would recommend everybody 
uh, who, who don't have life insurance, you should get it, especially at a young age, because the, uh, the rate will be much cheaper than if you're 50 or 60 years old. And when it comes to taxes, uh, we definitely would like to, uh, people to understand how to minimize their tax liabilities in order to not be paying as uh, a big uh, amount, a portion to the government. Understand some of those tax liabilities uh, and tax uh, deduction that you may qualify for in order to minimize your, uh, your tax liability. Man, that's huge. Man, that's huge. Just that it's crazy. 49th. <laughs> Yes. In the United States, um, in in financial literacy, which is why um, those of you who listen to this podcast, which is why I, I don't only want to um, provide you know provide that spiritual enlightenment for you all, but also um, enlightenment when it comes to finances and, and health, because these are things and these are topics that are often skimmed over that really need to be talked about and addressed. And so, uh, man, I really appreciate you shedding light um, on that for sure. Um, I, it's crazy that that people really don't understand the importance of life insurance. And that's what we see a lot of people on social media. When somebody passes away, um, you see a GoFundMe account, you know, yes. and, and not to speak down on those individuals. But as I said before, ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. And yes. so... Right now, I think is a great time, especially if you're young, especially um, if, you, if you have uh, things and what I'm not going to say things, but people who are depending on you, uh, yes. definitely to, to, to set yourself up with a life insurance policy. Um, I think that that's vitally important. And I believe that, you know, of, of course, when you lose somebody, you already have to grieve. And so to have to go through that grieving process on top of worrying about how we're going to bury this individual, how we're going to pay the bills, how we're going to eat, um, all of these other things. I mean, that just really puts an extra weight on the family as they go through the preparation for the funeral and the arrangements and everything else. And so please don't leave your family in that predicament. Um, so I, I appreciate you bringing um bringing light to that and uh, to let people know that you all are more than just a tax preparation business, that you all have yes. other financial resources that are here to benefit those who use you all services. And and um, I don't want to get off of here before we tell the people how to get in contact with you all. And if you all are on social media and and, and how people can, can utilize these resources that you all have. So can you just kind of share that with us? Yes. Uh, so due to the pandemic, we're doing everything virtual right now. So uh, we can uh, link on a, a Zoom call or over over the phone. Uh, so how you can get in contact with me? Uh, again, my name is Derek Jones and my wife's name is Renee Jones. You can give us a call at 662-205-4035 or you can uh, check out our website at www.taxmatesloc.com or you can find us on social media. We're always driving content and keeping people engaged about different tax situations and also different life insurance situations. And my handles on Instagram and Facebook is at GoTaxMates. So that's G-O-TaxMates uh, on Instagram and Facebook and you can contact uh, us through there. Uh, again, if you would like um, a free tax, con uh, tax consultation, feel free to reach out to us. We'll be glad to help you. Man, I appreciate all of that. Man, this this has been really, really informative. And uh, again, um, I think that it's important you know, for us to have a rounded view of life. And, and I believe that sometimes we have individuals who, who, who are strong spiritually, but financially they don't have the information that they need to be successful. Or they may be strong financially and lack the spiritual um, preparation and, and the spiritual strength they need to be successful. Or um, they may be strong, you know, naturally and physically, but, but lack the other parts. And so I believe that in order to have holistic success and, and to have fulfillment in life as a whole, it's important to build yourself up from every side. And I understand that money is something that that people don't like talking about. Actually, I took a class there, believe it or not. Money is a topic that people will avoid even before talking about their personal 
intimate lives. I mean, like, 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 like people are more open to talk about intimate relationships, to talk about who even they may, may have been with the night before, before they start talking about money and, you know, and, and paychecks and before they start talking about, you know, how they're spending their money. So this is goes to show that, you know, it's a topic that is often avoided because it's uncomfortable. Yes. But I believe that it's vitally important to have conversations about this. Parents, sit down and talk to your kids about money. I think yes. that it's important for um, if anybody's going to teach them how, how to be successful and to get ahead, then I think that it should first start at home. And if yes. you're not knowledgeable about these topics, then find ways to increase your knowledge, find ways to educate yourself. I believe that education is the key to unlocking unlimited possibilities. And so um, this is the 3D Life Podcast, man. It's been a great episode today. I want to say, Derek, thank you again for joining us. And uh, usually I ask my guests before they get off um, just to kind of hold them accountable uh, that, you know, if I call you again, would you do us the honor of being a guest on the 3D Life Podcast? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. We can talk anytime. Anything dealing with marriage or, 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 or church, godly living, or even taxes and finances, I'm definitely down to, to talk about it. Man, I appreciate that. We, we definitely have to have you on as a guest again, um, for sure. Y'all, like, the, he, he he's so uh, versatile and, and just so multidimensional. Uh, I love it. I love it. And, and again, you know, he, he's a black entrepreneur, and that's something that um, I really admire um, because we, we have a lot of individuals out here who, who have the wrong idea. Um, about our African-American males, but but there are African-American males out here who are making a difference and who are um, really being intentional about building up the community and adding to this society. And so, brother, I want to say thank you so much for breaking this stereotype and uh, for what you're doing, um, not only just, you know, in your local community, but across the state and across the nation. I believe that is uh, really impactful. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. No problem. And uh, you all look, this is another episode of 3D Life Podcast. If this podcast added value to your life, do me a huge favor and press the share button. Send this to your aunties, your uncles, uh, your cousins. Send this to Day Day now. This right here is information that they are going to need and it's going to be beneficial to them. If you have not subscribed to this channel, take a moment, hit the subscribe button. And uh, let other people know that you have been tuning in and listening to the 3D Life Podcast. I promise you, you all, more great content is to come in the future. We love y'all. And thank you so much for supporting. Um, I posted this on my social media. We hit over a thousand listens. And so that is a huge milestone. Super, super excited. And it's not so much about personal accolades, but it's about giving back to those who need this information. And so um, I'm so glad that y'all have been rocking with us and that, that you've been listening. And so we appreciate you. We love you guys. And we hope that the rest of this week is the best of this week. Peace.